One of the personal threads that runs through this story is Max's quest to feel that he belonged. He came to the UK in 1936 as a research student and a citizen of Austria. Uh, but two years later, when Germany annexed Austria, uh, he became effectively stateless and he was a refugee, as were his family, who uh, very fortunately escaped from Austria and came to live with him in the UK. Um, but of course, uh, a little while afterwards, when the uh, Second World War broke out, uh, he then became what was known as an enemy alien, uh, a terrible term for someone who loved England as much as he did. And uh, when things got grim in the UK in, in 1940, and it looked as if a Nazi invasion uh, of, of the UK might uh, be on the cards, uh, he was then interned as were uh, in that year and eventually deported to Canada and he was uh, held in a prison camp in Canada uh, from July 1940 until January 1941. Uh, an appalling deprivation for him when really all he wanted to be doing uh, was to be back in England either working on his science or doing something towards the war effort. Uh, but having been released, he got his wish uh, by the middle of 1943 uh, when he was suddenly called to, to London and employed on this bizarre uh, top-secret project to create aircraft carriers out of a form of reinforced ice known as pikrete. And uh, he was engaged to study ways of making pikrete and making it stronger. And this was uh, a project that involved scientists both in the UK and in Canada in the US. Uh, and eventually it was felt necessary to uh, send him over the, to the US uh, in order to consult with colleagues over there. But of course he had no passport, he was stateless. And he became one of only 50 people in the course of the Second World War whose naturalization as British subjects was arranged uh, because it, it was thought essential to the war effort. And in, in a very short space of time, uh, he was handed a lovely new British passport, uh, and it was a great day for him. There are uh, letters that he writes uh, describing his feelings at having uh, been given this this, as I say, this sense of belonging, which I think was tremendously important to him. Uh, he was always a, a terrific Anglophile, uh, and to feel that he was now a British citizen was uh, tremendously important to him. Um, of course, the project came to nothing. He, he got his trip to the US, um, but it very quickly uh, transpired that uh, not only were these um, e extraordinary aircraft carriers far too expensive to build, but they weren't actually necessary anymore because the uh, planes that were flying over the Atlantic from the US had increased their range. They didn't need the refueling stops. Uh, and so the project came to nothing, but it makes a very remarkable story uh, and, and very much um, highlights uh, the importance of what were known as boffins, scientists who worked in, in government departments uh, that were regarded tremendously seriously uh, by the wartime leaders. And much of what they did was extremely valuable. It just happened that the, uh, the aircraft carrier project was, was not one of the things that uh, proved to be a war-winning effort. Nevertheless, as far as Max was concerned, it was tremendously important because it was that that gave him the, this insider's uh, opportunity to become a British subject. Uh, and, and thereafter, 
Um, he felt, uh, obviously, he felt more comfortable. Uh, it was extremely difficult to be somebody with a, um, a German-sounding name and a German-sounding accent uh, while the war continued. Um, but his nervousness about that gradually um, uh, faded over the decade that followed as his research went more and more successfully and, of course, culminated in his winning the Nobel Prize in 1962. And thereafter, he felt... Uh, a tremendous increase in confidence. Uh, he felt accepted both as a member of British society and, more importantly, uh, as a member of the Brotherhood, the International Brotherhood of Scientists. <laughs>